I can't see your face, and it it makes me think that you're hiding underneath something underneath your nose. It is because of my amazing new mustache, which I will CGI in after the fact. The only, well, it makes me think you've got like a Charlie Chaplin. It's either that, that or means. I'm doing um, Wilson from Home Improvement. Oh, Wilson. Yeah, just a classic. Always putting his face in front of things like fences and birds. And um, children's legal issues. <laughs> what are Tim Allen's legal issues? He was a thief. Really? He he thefted. You do, do you know how I know this? Because my parents have about Stolen seven, from him. seven autobiographies <laughs> of Tim <laughs> Allen, Tim inexplicably. Allen. Yeah. Wow. Why? 90s hero. You do sound good, but I can't see your face, but that's fine, I guess. That's okay. We've just got to imagine that it's there. You sound so good. I have an amazing radio voice now, which can just be brought on at any moment. It it sounds like um, uh, you said, yeah, it's definitely really getting the, the, what's the word that's like timber, but it's for the voice? Timber. Tom, timber. Tombra. Timbra. I feel like it should be Tombra. Heather Baggins is not your typical cult leader. Nice. I believed you. Mm. Whatever that said. I'm picking up some documentarian work. So, uh, yeah, just just thought I'd boost the old audio quality. What kind of documentary are you working on? Uh, catfish. Catfishing. It's a catfish, I'm being but catfished. you're. But no, you're the catfisher. Yeah, no, I'm the so catfisher. So the documentary. I'm it's the one the... who's just voluntarily got into a catfish situation. Like, I'm very <laughs> suspicious of this guy, but I just want to sound good for him. So No, the documentary is a catfish, but from the perspective of the woman that's the, the person that's doing it. Right. How about it's that? never a woman, though, is it? It's, it was always a guy. It was a cat. She, he was cat. Oh, yeah, it was. That, that was the whole point. Wasn't that was the point. Was I forgot about dude. that. Yeah. I was I was about to be like, oh fuck women, but then I was like, oh <laughs> shit, you, you, yeah you again. Thought of, you thought of one good reason. Every time, every time I'm about to say, oh fuck women, it turns out to be a guy, and I'm yeah. like, oh well, now I look like a stupid man. Yeah, but maybe I've, I'm a woman. I just thought it was a woman on the other side of this glory hole. <sighs> ah, fuck women. That's what it looks like. It looks like a gigantic glory hole. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what black holes are. Maybe that is. That's why Stephen Hawking was such an expert. Welcome to Deep Thought, everybody. What an intro. What a what an amazing audio quality experience. Gosh, this is a podcast we talk about such interesting things and such high fidelity. Sitting through the internet with me today, the incredibly bearded Michael Zabrecki. Say hi, Simo. Hello, hello, And it's Nick. Say hi, Nick. Hi, Nick. Welcome to the show. Stop doing that now. Do you not like my radio announcer voice? Please stop it. Does it make you feel something in your loins? Oh, it reminds me of that. It reminds me of like an ABC, like reporter. I had to take bloody voice coaching lessons for, to get, you know how journalists do that. They try to. They modulate their cadence. Yeah, it's... Stop it! Nick, stop. I don't like it. When our reporter entered the scene, he found nothing 
but tigers. Oh, I'm actually kind of interested. Yeah, now you want to you want to pay attention. Oh, tigers! Tell me more about this tiger situation. I want to hear about the tigers. Were they stripy? What's happening? What's new? So I I went down to um, the traveled the Great Ocean Road mm. with my what was that word? Because you I always get this wrong. You kept saying fiance, which means a married person. Uh, what's niece? Nieces, I uh, think that's fine. I think you yeah because you were yeah. You were sleeping it, with your niece, yeah. Yeah, so it's someone that you okay, yeah, sleep with, regularly you sleeping with, with, yeah, going to, on day trips with. Like yeah, kiss okay. on the mouth, your niece, yeah. Well, I was, yeah, I went down with my niece to, the, I did the Great Ocean Road, which I haven't seen before, the Twelve Apostles and all that. Mm. Went to go see the Asian tourists, that's what we went for. <laughs> yeah, um, all of your photos were of other people taking photos. Yeah, that whole stretch of road is just written, uh, I mean, not just in... Uh, I want to say Chinese or Mandarin, um, but it's uh, there are the the signs are joint, so it's like the English and Chinese. Wow, like All going through um, an airport transit. Yeah, kind of like that. Huh. And did it live up to the hype? Because there's not twelve apostles anymore. Did you feel like you got your money's worth? Um. I, oh man. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. Yes. The ask. short answer is yes. Um, well, we went there and then we went down to, we, the, the sun was setting, so, and it was raining the whole day. And then it just, the sun, the clouds just broke for the last like bit while we were there. And then we went down to the beach where you can see it, but the tide was kind of coming in like mm. past, like you've got the cliff's face and the tide, when the tide comes in, it kind of, you got this, then, the, then there becomes no beach. Yeah. It becomes just the o- cliff Rocks and then and the ocean. Yeah. And so we went down there to try and get some time away from the tourists. And then this uh, rainbow, it was the brightest, most vivid rainbow I've ever seen in my fucking life. It was like you could, I, I couldn't, but I, like I thought it was a joke. It. I thought it was in the Truman Show. <laughs> it was, it was amazing. And then we just like, I had like a, a, a mo- like a teary, like emotional reaction to nature, which was a which was a kind of a first. Like it was just like an event. Yeah. That, like nature just changed slightly, and it made me have this visceral emotional reaction. And then I've never felt more alive. Wow. And I got wasted to celebrate. Oh, brought you back down to earth. Never felt so. Never felt so dead. <laughs> it was it was a real like up and down kind of day. I can't be feeling alive all the time. It's too no, tiring. No. Yeah. Well, that's uh, awesome. I'm glad that it was like a worthwhile trip. How how far is that in terms of like a Melbourne drive? Is that like four hours or something? Yeah, it's not, uh, yeah four hours. It's cool. cool. Yeah, I think about that. Yeah. And you uh, and you've uh, been upgrading. You've been what have you been doing? Who are you? <laughs> what do you do with your time and your money? Clearly, you've got too much money. Uh, yes, birthday present. Not, um, not enough to buy a haircut, but I did get a haircut. Thank you very much. This I'll have you know. This yeah, is you're beanie using hair. Too much. You take your hat off. Take your hat off. Let's see what you're working with there. <laughs> okay, before well, we start, before we start judging everybody, take your fucking baseball cap off. I'm going to. I'm going to. But I'm, I, I, I didn't. I mean hope it was there's a bad. bald patch. I didn't mean it was a bad haircut. I just meant like you shampoo too much. How? Because you, you, I can just see it. Your hair's like thin and like all. It's way too clean. Hey, you know, you're not. You're stripping. You've stripped yourself of all the natural oils, man. They're natural. You need them. I do what? not shampoo more than twice a week. 
Do you? Uh, yes. Did I just catch you on it? Yes, because if you, you hadn't gone on such a fucking tangent... You have tangent, shampooed so, your hair recently, haven't no, you? No, if you hadn't gone on such a fucking tangent so confidently straight away, you would have actually heard what I did today, which would have explained exactly what my hair is doing right now. Sorry. Which is that I went for a walk and then it started pissing down with rain. So this here is natural rain hair, which, as you know, does like flatten and weird out your hair a bit. That's got nothing to do with what I was saying. I was yes, just saying about the... I wouldn't even I wouldn't even kind of comment on the shape. It was just the texture. No, I know, but the, everyone knows if you get like your hair in natural rainwater, it like it changes the text, the like color and consistency. Yeah, that's oh, why sorry. farmers have such good hair. Oh no! Put it back on. Put the cap on. Put the cap on, Michael. Put the cap on, Michael. Put the cap on. Put the cap back on. Put it back on, Michael. Put it on. Have a fringe, Michael. Put the cap back right. Oh, oh. You look like a fucking caveman. <laughs> I know. I've just, I've just decided that I'm going to grow all of my hair. Well, no, on my face and my head, like all of it. I'm gonna... I didn't need, I didn't need that clarification. But um, thank you. I've decided yeah. to grow all of my hair, including arms and pubis. <laughs> yeah, my pubis is going to be bone smooth, though. <laughs> Jesus. Poor choice of. Poor smooth, choice of words. Smooth analogies. Yeah. Uh, so what have you been doing with your time and money? Uh, I have been writing. Uh, we had our film festival last week for our um, finals, for the Christchurch finals. We did not win any awards, oh, uh, but I did yeah. not expect... Fucking loser. Fucking loser. Did not expect to win any awards, but you never know. Uh, we might still get into the nationals if Peter Jackson decides that our film's good enough. But that's a pretty low odds. So Peter Jacko, why is he involved? He has a special wild card. So um, if a film doesn't make it into the finals by the traditional like placings in the various city heats, um, he'll watch the films and he'll pick another one that he likes and just boost it into the finals anyway. That's all right. It's very cool. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. So um, I I don't think that that when, will occur, but we'll see. Don't believe in your project. No, it's just I know that there are lots of great films. I got to see them at the finals. So, okay, yeah, better, better than yours. Yeah. So I, I am curious as to how much you feel the pressures of uh, social status of purchasing um, new, you know, clothes or gear, or or how you interpret your social status through what you have and, and possess and that kind of thing, maybe as a starting point. Oh, that's just a, such a good question. That's why, you, that's why, the, that's why you, they pay you the big bucks. That's why, I pay, that's why I don't pay you the big bucks. <laughs> that's why you don't pay money, is yeah. what you're saying. Um, that's a good question, Nick. Well done. Um, okay, how about... All right. I think this is like you, you just present a question and I just, just go gouge out the first thing that comes to my head. Um, what I was going to say is I was actually talking about something like this the other day that you know when it's kind of like a Darren Brownie thing but you know when you see like an advertisement for do you ever have those days when you have you just you just want like a thing like you want like a absolutely like you don't know why it's like I just and it's probably not for you but but for a lot I've heard other people like I just oh we're just really craving a Big Mac or something yeah. like that and they can't work out why and it's because you've seen it somewhere at, at the start of the day and it's just gotten in your head. Do you think that's the case? Do you think that those cravings come 
every time from being prompted? Not every time, no. But you know with the Darren Brown thing, it's like he does a bit of that, you know, um, kind of when he's doing an experiment or a thing on someone, will manipulate them throughout the day with, you know, putting up signs images and windows and, yeah. and things, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's interesting because, like, I certainly have days where, uh, like, I feel like, oh, I just fucking, I need some hot chips. Like, I will yeah. mow down some hot chips. And if I don't get some hot chips, I'm just going to be dissatisfied all day. Right. But I don't know that it's like I've seen, like, a picture of hot chips somewhere. Um, it's more that, well, I, I suppose that we should separate kind of food cravings from, like, consumerist desires. Because when you first said, um, uh, when you first said, do you ever have a day where you just want X? I was agreeing on the idea of some days you just kind of want to spend money. Like you just have one of those days where it's like, I want to treat myself or I want to like, I'm bored of, you know, everything I have to wear or something like that. And I do find like, feel that I am susceptible to that where some days I just like, ah, fuck it. I'll just end up like buying a t-shirt or something, you know? So yeah, that comes. So you're buying your, that's coming from a purely emotional Yeah, I, I, almost a boredom thing, whether it's boredom with what or possessions you currently have, have yeah. or boredom in terms of I, looking for something to do, I guess. Yeah. Um, Which is so I indulgent. I haven't really bought an item, a new item of clothing in about two years. Yeah. Um, apart from a suit that I was given and I picked out, but I didn't even buy that. <clears throat> so what, where, do you, where do you get your clothes from? Um, well, in where I live, uh, there's a lot of like secondhand stores and I do tend to buy from there if I buy anything. Yeah. But I mean, I have three pairs of jeans at the moment, but I can't wear any of them. And I broke my boot in half what? the other day. Why my can't you broke wear any of half. them? Oh, cause they've all got holes in them. Right. Like everywhere, like in the knees, in the, gr- in the crotch in the pockets. Ah, oh, pocket holes are the worst. They're, they're terrible. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I just said all that, but basically I'm poor. Um, yeah. But do you still feel yourself, do you, you feel like you've kind of outgrown that consumerist desire a little bit by the fact of having been, like, do you feel like you've actually learnt from not having spendable money? I think... I don't think, I think the desire is still there, but it's just not activated because I know that if, I mean, I just, I can't like afford to buy, you know, things at this point in my life. It's just not a, it's just not a thing that comes in. Like I, my yeah. money goes elsewhere. But I, I know that when I eventually have money, um, it will be that I'm pretty shallow, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I will become. I'm so like, you know what thing that some one thing that really just like it sounds melodramatic, but like almost like I want it so bad and it like takes my like breath away almost is this like airport guy that's like always traveling and he's in a suit and he's got a nice watch and he's, you know, um, you know, He's pushed everyone away, but he's got like a nice. You, know, <laughs> you want to be what? Um, fucking Clooney enough in the air. Absolute idol. 
absolute idol. Um, that is like hotels. Like when I think about it, and whenever I see a glimpse, it's like it's like a Nespresso commercial. Or it's <laughs> Again, like, this is it's just fucking. You just want to be Clooney. <laughs> I want to be Clooney. Oh, <laughs> shit, dude. If I could be anyone, it'd be Clooney for sure. I would have said Bourdain. Yeah, like, sad. Up until a couple of weeks ago, but. Um, Clooney for sure. Like I just want to be a suave dude. But he doesn't seem very happy though. Um, Bourdain? Clooney? No, <laughs> Clooney. <laughs> I would yeah, have I'd... to agree with you. Um, um, yes. I mean, you don't think he he's seems kind happy. of married now. Well, he is so married. I, yeah, but as in, like, he might be maybe a little bit happier. But like when I sit, like when I look at fucking um, like DiCaprio and and like. Who was the other one who split up recently? Um, ben Affleck? Chris, Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's a donkey, though, to be honest. I just saw an interview with him. He didn't He's really split religious up, did he? with Anna Faris. Yeah, they did split he? up. Yeah. Oh. Why do I know That's that? That's gutting. Um, yeah, no, I was thinking like that, more like that Brat Pack kind of thing. It was like, is Matt Damon married? Who is Matt Damon? Yeah, he's definitely married. Uh, anyway, uh, there are yeah, like Brad some Pitt. of those kind of like famous Brad Pitt's like divorce from Angelina. Yeah, Brad Pitt maybe is what I'm thinking of. Maybe getting back with Jen, if you what? if you uh, believe Who Weekly, I the do. cover of which yeah. you shouldn't, which I but read every be. day at the supermarket. I just pop back over for Imagine five minutes at a time. They never Jen. notice. I just go to back to the page that I'd left off, pick it up where I was. <laughs> Perfect crime. So, are you tempted by um, advertisements? Was this the question? Well, it's I'm just it, curious. Yeah, anyway. we're, we're talking broadly consumerism a bit, but yeah, no, I think I, I am. I mean, I, in certain contexts, I don't watch any TV commercials because um, you know I'm on streaming services and they just don't have them. So, any time that I see a glimpse of like, oh, come down to Dan's factory shed and buy all your gum boots, like I'm just I'm completely beyond the reach of any of those commercials these days like but that's because it's just not appealing to your desire your needs yeah i don't know but i think even the format of it doesn't doesn't work for me um okay well we'll then do images yeah so sometimes maybe like if you're on instagram or something like something will come up and you'll be like scrolling past it anyway so it it retains more of my attention than like a, yeah. a TV commercial would. But then the yeah, other but thing, if you were if you were looking if you were in the if you were thinking about oh honey I need to buy some gum boots and then it came on the screen you wouldn't really care about the presentation of it. It's just like oh I do need to get yeah, but that's I where think, I could get some. I think that our um, standards for ads these days require them to be entertainment as well. So like yeah. whenever you are like watching something on YouTube or something in a um, a video commercial comes up and it's like funny or weird or like beautifully shot. Like when you think about um, like uh, the Spike Jones Apple ad where it's like a two and a half minute dance routine of this amazing like single take kind of thing. Um, like that's the kind of bar that it needs to reach purely on a branding thing where it's not, where it's not selling me a product where it's like, Oh, those are the gum boots that I want. Like for, I under. Mean, I totally understand that. Sorry to cut you off. Um, I totally understand that uh, with Apple and with technology where it needs to be sleek and sexy and that kind of stuff. But what I don't understand is like Doritos spending millions of dollars on a Super Bowl ad that they're, you know, it's like a really funny ad 
and everything, but like, are people really associating the humor and the good time with the product or are they just paying for a really expensive joke that for everyone else? Like, obviously they're not, but it just feels like that. Uh, I feel like this is something that they've talked about on Gruen a little bit, but I don't remember explicitly the, the terminology they use or whatever. But when you're a big established brand, a lot of your marketing goes to reminders because people already know who you are. So it's more about getting them back into the front of your mind again. So with something like Doritos, right. um, particularly if it's like an NFL game or season um, where typically you might have you know a few people around to watch the game and maybe you're having people over, they want you to be associating Doritos with what you see, you know, with the football game so that when you are then in the shopping and you're thinking, I've got a football game coming up, you go down the chips aisle and you go, oh, Doritos. Like it's about association and reminder and whatever causes it to stick in your mind is better. So if that means you do a joke or you do a massive stunt or you spend $4 million on getting, you know, George Clooney to endorse your coffee or something like that. And I bet you it was more than 4 million, but um, anything that you can get to it to lodge it in your brain is better. I feel like for me that has just for me as a consumer that has more to do with like if a company is going to spend that amount of money like it's going to be like a good product like it's not going to be a sh- I'm not going to I'm going to know yeah. what I'm going to get because it's, they it's prestige. established that yeah it's yeah. prestige that's what it is yeah. um, and so I just have confidence in the product if anything. Yeah, if you're doing an ad at the Super Bowl, then you have to have had millions of dollars to spend on it, which means and implies a certain degree of competency and quality, just by default. Yeah, it's exactly. A, yeah, that that's almost it's weird, but but having an ad at the Super Bowl is like a status symbol <laughs> within the ad community, you know. Um, yeah, I yeah I understand that. It it just it does feel like. I mean, because it's it would be such a hard thing for them to track. Like, I'm sure they've got systems in place to track it, but as it in would to such, see the impact of an of an to ad. see the actual because you're talking about psychology and psychology yeah. is largely intangible, um, and so you might be able to see trends, but I mean, those trends aren't necessarily going to you know um, what is the thing causation correlation is not correlation causation is not causation yeah. So you, you'd be like, oh, well, we did this ad and their numbers went up, so maybe we should keep doing uh, use this girl and use this thing, but, like, maybe it's maybe it's something else. Like, you don't know. It's but like, with a, I mean, yes. There's a, but, there's a science behind it, I know. but Yeah, but if it's like this campaign saw our numbers go up 40% and you keep doing that campaign and the numbers stay up, then surely there is at a certain point correlation, you know, like as in... Yeah. and if you stop doing the ad campaign your numbers go back down again then that's kind of more clearly causation isn't it well yeah yeah, yeah. the um the idea of uh like what what influences your purchasing decisions when i mean i suppose in certain contexts now we're talking about about beyond 2 years ago but do you value quality do you value mm-hmm affordability do you value like brand recognition and status like the ultimate sort of test of this was was it kanye's white t-shirt it was like a 80 dollar plain white t-shirt 
It's like, it's just a t-shirt. It's just a white t-shirt. But because the tag says Kanye, yeah. it, it's more valuable. So yeah. it, what what is it that you consider when you're shopping or as in whether it's food or whether it's clothing? It's, well, the only thing I'm really buying now is, is food. But it is interesting that you say this because I was thinking about this the other day that my my um, buying habits for food, my grocery shopping really have changed and they have been um, – Maybe it's, maybe it's the result of where I'm living or maybe some of the friends that I'm around or maybe it's like a little bit of maturity or something. I don't know. But there's, I have been definitely more uh, conscious of buying. Like I'll read everything on the label before I buy something now. To know like um, the ingredients. To know the ingredients. like um, or to know like it's ethical background or something. Yeah, so palm oil. Like someone told me about palm oil and I could I, – can't believe that that was a thing. Um, I can't believe that these corporations are allowed to do that. Like, not I don't mean this as like an uh, like an activisty kind of speech, but like it is quite baffling to me on a like a almost like a philosophical level that Absolutely. they were just allowed to do that, and no one signed off on it. Apart, I mean, I'm so, someone along the line signed off on it, but it, it wasn't. No one like these are these are things that people should vote for because if it affects everyone yeah the fact that they they are cutting down um you know trees and rainforests and, and stuff in the rainforest and stuff but, i mean it like, even happens in australia as well like how many corporations can mine minerals out of the ground for basically no like uh license fee they make right. like billions off of the like rocks that they pull out of the ground because they pay for a plot of land right and then like that's just Australia's natural resources being sold and shipped away and the profit goes to a corporation. Or, you know, in America, there are um, controversies about natural water, um, like from the aquifer, and soft drink bottling companies just got like free licensing to go and pump as much water as they like out of the natural river well, and they don't pay anything. It's just like ridiculous. It's, it's not It's not fair at all. It's not... Um... Yeah, it, it just feels like a massive con job. Um, yeah, I so guess anyway, ultimately anyway. that has some connection with the money and politics side of it as well, where it's like if you're a successful business and you have money so you can spend money to um, donate to political candidates who <clears throat> support your you know, capitalist intent. Um, so it's a bit of a spiral, you know. Yeah, um, it's it's such a, it's, uh, it just yeah. We've, I think I've maybe I've said this to you before, but just and not to go off topic, or just just to go off topic very brief, very briefly. Yeah, it's it comes back to like this, the same kind of ideology that I hold, which is like the fact that I can't, like I went hiking today, and and there were areas where they're like you can't go here. And it was just like a nas- It's like it was just a cliff face, and um, and it was like there were just rocks and things, and there was a fence up, and it says you can't go here. And I just thought, well, I can, I can, because I'm a, I'm a person. I'm a um like there's a fucking there's a fucking echidna over there. Yeah, he's allowed to go there. <laughs> I I can't go there. 
just because I'm a different, like, animal. Like, that's, like, I understand why. I understand why. And it's the same with, like, crossing borders. Like, I think, like, I understand why those systems are in place. I understand why people can't cross borders. But fundamentally, I think it is actually, it's so baffling that I can't just go anywhere that I want. I can't go to any country because to me and to everyone, planet Earth is all of ours. It's not, you don't get to tell me where. I can go anywhere. Yeah. I At my own risk for some things, but for political reasons, other things, like, like I understand and I'm, and I am protected by a lot of those, um, uh, systems laws i guess and they work for me and i use them so i know that's hypocritical but i like i think like philosophically it's like i have an issue with it yeah it is interesting yeah sorry for going off topic no i mean it it was there was a connection um are there any do you feel influence in terms of the uh so poor people try and imitate wealthy people you know you have like fake wealthy fake like gucci bags and that kind of stuff and wealthy people try and act like celebrities uh to like have this sort of influence on other people and and you know celebrities are doing endorsements of um products and and that kind of thing and it's all this like weird interconnection with social status do you think that uh is is this a relatively new phenomenon do you think that there's always been like consumerism or is this a, 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 a subsequent occurrence after like the industrial revolution and mass production and over supply of, of goods and, and this kind of stuff? Or, or did we always have this in human nature? Well, I think the globalization, which involved TV, first of all, oh, TV and then the internet, so when you're not just uh, your world is not just your immediate surroundings and your community, and yeah. when air travel, so when you're seeing other, when you're able to see other things in the in the world, I think that's when it just uh, blows up. Yeah, but I think there was also always consumerism and you know uh, branding. It'd be interesting to see where, at what stage in our history, it did come in. Well, do you think that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, do you think that there was... I mean, consumerism kind of implies, at least in economic systems. So I don't think, like, market gatherers had, like, consumerism because that implies, like, no. a degree of free spending and stuff. Uh, but, you know, in the in the Middle Ages, even even then, I just don't think there was enough stuff for you to be a consumer a consumerist. Well, why why do things have value? <laughs> things have. <laughs> oh, geez, that's a fucking. No, well, I mean, not not yeah. I didn't mean that for for that to be a big question, but yeah. they have value because there's a limited supply of them, and then if you get one, then that's it becomes valuable. So yeah. I think where there's a limited limited supply of of something that a large group of people consider valuable, then that's where consumerism. Um, kind of festers. But do you think that it's not also like consumerism is not just bottom up, but it's also top down? Do you not think that like the creators, the manufacturers themselves have an incentive to, to foster this? Like it, it, 
but of course you know, they do for, forced um, obsolescence and that kind of stuff. Like that. That what only is comes that, what is that word? Obsolescence. Like when you're, um, you know, you buy a screwdriver and the handle falls off after one year, or you buy an iron and it, and it falls to pieces after a year. Um, designing stuff to be shit or to fall apart or to break so that you have to come back and buy it again. That seems like yeah. I mean, is that a thing? I mean, there was I know that was that thing it with is Apple. Like, are they really, yeah. really designing them to falter at some in, point? In the Apple case, no. I think that was a misunderstanding. But in the um, in the case of something like if you're just like an appliance manufacturer or something, where where it's like yeah, made an iron. Like, have you you ever um, you know bought like a a twelve dollar like Kmart iron or like one of those real like obviously made for nothing like Chinese knockoff thing that does the bare minimum function. The only reason that that's able to be so cheap is because it's made so shittily that it's not expected to last. You know, you you don't, you can't have a sustainable business model if you can sell someone a $12 iron that'll last for 25 years. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, there, there's, I guess there's two ways of making a product then, and that is either making a lot of products for a poorer quality that will last, won't last as long, but you'll get, because they're cheaper, a lot more people buying Return, them initially, yeah. or really investing, I mean, yeah, into a, 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 making, a making a product really, really good. It's going to be expensive, but it's going to last. Hey, yeah, it's too. Well, too that different. was the that was the the thing that like, um, like if you ever got your grandfather's toolkit, you know, spanners and that kind of stuff, it was made in the like nineteen forties or fifties, and they made it to be the best, and it's still just absolutely as good as the day it was bought. But if you go and buy something from five years ago, it's probably already in pieces. I think, yeah, the idea, the concept of craftsmanship was probably uh, more of a thing then. Yeah. And, of course, this is different industry to industry as well because clearly the craftsmanship that goes into something like a smartphone is, you know, in terms of, um, you know, the nanometers that they shave a piece of, you know, silicon down to and, and all that kind of stuff is exponentially more complicated and impressive than than you know previous manufacturing types Um, but it does feel like like i'd be really fascinated maybe there's something you can like google and find like a documentary of it about it but i'd really be fascinated about the kind of um the chinese factory processes like i'm just really curious as to what that kind of looks like Do do you have any sense of actual how things are manufactured these days you mean in China? I mean in China. I mean China. anywhere, but most thing happens in China. 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 Uh, no, I have no idea. Like the sheer scale that these things operate at now is its own kind of miracle. It's crazy. Dude, um, I am so I'm just constantly baffled by everything. Like, <laughs> I seriously am. Like, how do people like a car? Like, they make thousands of. <coughs> If you get like a Land Rover, like they're making like thousands, maybe millions of this vehicle. And I'm just like looking, I'm just like, how did humans make that? Like it's 
it's so there's so many parts. How did they make it good? How do people make things so good? How do they sit there and just make it like the best? And when do they say this is done? Like, I don't know. I'm baffled. I how how do barcodes work? Barcodes are amazing. We just take it for granted. We scan the thing. It's just lines it's just and numbers. It's just a bunch of like, lines, but it's the... like a thing. Yeah. How 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 is this? How is this real life? It's not real life. It's a simulation. <laughs> wow, this has been a real revelatory 35 seconds of um, inane rambling. But seriously, um, man, if you take two seconds, and I'm sure you do, just to like yeah. look at, like, even I'm just looking at the things at my desk, like this, there's a fucking book there. Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. How did or, that, like, I know how the process makes and everything and stuff, but the, it's still yeah. pretty amazing. That this or like, I have some wireless, like, Bluetooth headphones. Oh, yeah. And these are, like, shaped out of plastic. They're full of, like, silicon. They've got, like, custom plastic edges which fit into my ears. They've got speakers, but they're operating wirelessly, like, transmitting data instantly over, like, a wireless protocol to my computer and, like, another device. Like, the sophistication Even just the plastic. Yeah. Even just the... Even... Even just the plastic, like what is plastic? What makes plastic up? What someone designed the shape of that, and then they got like a team in place with other people to make the plastic thing a certain shape within, like, yeah. with, to to like with that with precision, and then they made millions of them and throw them out, and then people bought like what? Yeah, what? It is what it is incredible, that? like the the engineering of capitalism. Of, oh yeah, of the scale in which society operates. I mean, just uh, I was reading up just briefly on this before we jumped on, and the idea that uh, a department store was a revolution is something we take it so much for granted. When well, did that come in? Turn of the nineteenth century. But isn't it just an extrapolation of a marketplace? Yeah, but the marketplace tended to be like it's all food or it's all one thing. And this was, like, the combination of, like, food, of clothing, of appliances, of, uh, you know, makeup, of personal grooming, of, like... Cinemas. (laughs) Cinemas. But, like, honestly, like, instead of having to go to a different store for everything, you'd go to the... Like, when you think back to oldie, like, cliches, you go to the hat shop, you go to the tobacconist and to like the all of these different places that would specialize in their one thing because they were the ones that got all the um like raw ingredients together whatever that might be whether it's the cloth or the leather or the um spices or the you know thing and they they needed all of that expertise themselves and they made it themselves on site and then to go from that to a place where it's like no We've aggregated everything and you don't have to go to the six different stores anymore. You can just go to one place because we've got it all. Uh, it, it, that was a revolution. And from what I um, uh, read about it, they said that that kind of um, yeah congregation of all that stuff is what kind of triggered the idea of shopping as leisure of it actually being something that you wanted to do of the like the idea of being able to browse through a store and and do it for fun rather than as like a chore. Have was... you ever shopped for fun? Do you ever do that? I mean, 
not so often in in person in physical like stores. Uh, like just I wouldn't had be fun like doing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be like I'm just going to go to the mall today and see what what's there. But I do like I would do it as I said if I had an inclination that I just want to buy something. I might, you know, jump online and and browse and see what's around and if there's anything that appeals. I do that sometimes with the supermarket. I I love the supermarket. I would just like when it's I own, if I've its own crazy revolution. Yeah. Oh, don't get me. St- we've talked about that, like we bringing have. a caveman yeah. to the supermarket. But sometimes if I'm if I'm just bored at home or I just want to get out the house or someone's pissed me off, I'll just go to the supermarket and just wander the aisles and just buy a couple of things that are on special. Do you buy things that you've never had before? Like when you when you when you're supermarket shopping for leisure, are you trying new things that you never tried? Constantly, like literally every time, all the time. Every time you're always buying something new. Yeah, man. Because I just I buy things that are on special and they change all the time. Right. I, I am very much not that. I I think I would probably know the the thing that I want and that's the thing I get. And maybe there's like some variants like, Oh, I'll try this chocolate this time. But it's like, I'm not going to be buying like a different type of tin tomatoes each time. I don't even like, I don't even think I ever buy anything that doesn't have like a little tag on it. Yeah. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, I'm probably not going to buy it. Red spot sale prices are down, down. What? They are. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who told you that yeah so you honestly go to the supermarket just for to relax just for a bit of downtime it. i love it i think my just thinking now that i said that out loud um that my dad when i he used to go to the unley shopping center around the corner from your house every day every day it wasn't like uh, my other families would go like maybe once or twice a week and buy like a bunch of things but he would go every night at like eight o'clock and they would, you know, they'd put things on special around that time because they closed at nine. Yeah. Um, like all then, the, um, the baked goods from yeah, the day. Yeah. yeah. But he would go there and I think maybe now in hindsight, like maybe he went there just to get a little bit of time away from the family. And oh, like, you think? Well, I can't, well, he just went, he went there literally every night though. But like, is it not just like a, like. Say it with love, but not just like a stinginess thing, where it's just like, oh, I'll get, I'll get the cheap bread rather than definitely. pay for the full thing. Yeah, I think definitely, I think definitely part of that. But we never had anything that we needed. We, sure. it was just like, what can you make out of the things that we have? It was, right. it was like, it was never any intent. Like there was never buying with any intent ever. Yeah, I remember once I went, like a couple of months ago, went down to Adelaide. I was like, I'm gonna make a, uh, I'm gonna make a, a lasagna for everyone, and then I asked Dad to get. I was like, all right, I need some basil, and I was like, Dad, I need everything. I knew because I knew what he was like. I was like, Dad, I knew I need everything on this list. Okay, please get everything on this list. Don't just skimp out. And he was like, yeah. Then I get a call from him. Uh, basil's pretty dear. Can you get mint? <laughs> I'm like, well, are you just saying that because it's just another green leaf? Because like it's it's just not the same at all. Like no, no, I can't do. And then he didn't come in with basil. Did he not even? So you were presumably asking for fresh basil, but he didn't even like go for the dry basil. Didn't find like the alternative. He was just like, nah, 
it was but we're out yeah Damn. that's if you if yeah i i thought that was normal until i like like met you and stuff and <laughs> i realized that people had like nice families with things and i mean we had things they just weren't i just couldn't use any of them i don't know if i've ever told you this before but so my dad used to do the shopping. He'd do it on Saturdays. In fact, he still does the shopping, but he only shops for himself. Um, what? So <laughs> he'll still go for a shop on Saturday and get the things that he needs for his meals. Um, and really? mum will... Yeah. What do you mean? I mean that, like, mum will do a shop and it'll have, like, stuff for the whole house. So it'll be, like, all the milk that we need and all the, you know, like, just generic consumables. Um, but when dad's, like... Uh, going out on Saturday, he'll go into a shop and he'll get the things that he needs for like the curry that he's going to make that night or something like that. But he'll do a separate shop. He buys his own toilet paper because he doesn't like the toilet paper that mum uses. He'll buy his own paper towel and his own like, yeah, he just, I don't know, he's stuck in his habits. So what he buys his own stuff. It makes <laughs> he me listen l- to this and hate you. That makes me like him more though. But here, so this is the thing. So originally... He used to do the shopping for everyone and we'd do it as um, like he'd take the kids on a Saturday, give mum a break. As I now say that aloud and I suddenly realised that mum got the Saturday mornings off. <laughs> um, but he would take us to go do shopping um, after school sport and stuff. Um, and we would go to the Frugal Foodland, uh, which he knew the best. inside out. It's the best it is, it is now the in the best. world, isn't it? It it was voted very very. It was like definitely up there. Incredible. Um, Had a jazz musician and everything in there. Yeah, mm. I still haven't been back since they've done it. When we went, it was not the best supermarket in the world. It was just a supermarket. Dude, I did all my um, Christmas shopping there last for the last yeah, Christmas. Yeah, it's even uh, better. It's it got another amazing. level. Got another yeah. level, man. Anyway, I need to go and see it. You do. Um, just wander around, buy some things on special. Um, and the but we used to go to this place every week. And Dad had this system. He he didn't write a list, you know. This was back in the, the raging 90s. They didn't uh, have pens. When, didn't have pens back then. Um, it was all just still slaw, um, chalk and slate. Um, but what he did have was his very primordial PDA. And so um, that was like the very early bad, like, miniature smartphone things. Um, but so what he had done was he went up and down the aisles in Fruville, up, up, up and down the aisles in the supermarket, and he had um, written down all the ingredients that it had in each aisle that he could potentially buy. So aisle one might be like uh, paper towel, toilet paper, mops, uh, dishwashing detergent, um, floor cleaner, everything that we might possibly need from that aisle. And any time he went to buy something and it wasn't on that um, aisle, he'd add it to the aisle. So it gradually became a comprehensive list of anything he might ever want from that aisle. And then he'd go down the next aisle and he'd record everything that he could possibly want from the second aisle. And he put it into an Excel spreadsheet. So he had <laughs> a, like a vertical column. This is not of, real life. Like, this is absolutely, I swear to God, 100% true. And he will vouch for it to this day. I'll like column a aisle one you know column b aisle two and it went from left to right and it was geographically accurate right for the order that those were in the supermarket and so then across the week whenever you needed something from the list you wouldn't just write oh spinach 
on a piece of paper and you, then, oh, toilet paper, and write it on the paper. You would get out the printed out Excel spreadsheet of which there were maybe 30 copies stacked up blank ready to go for each ensuing week in the kitchen. You'd find the top one and you'd write down wherever it might be geographically in the column version of the supermarket, cross off an aisle nine dishwashing detergent. And then dad would go to the supermarket and he'd go down aisle one and he'd look at his list and be like, here are the two things I need in this aisle. And then he'd turn around the corner and go down aisle two and it'd be like, okay, here's the three things we need in this aisle. And he'd work his way across the entire supermarket back and forth, knowing exactly everything that he needed in exactly every aisle and then go and pay. First of all, <clears throat> explain so much about you. Second of all, <laughs> thank you. Your, your dad's a serial killer. <laughs> Thirdly, I love your dad even more somehow. Um, fourthly, I would love for your dad and my dad to have their own radio show. <laughs> um, Do you think they would that would get along? No, no, I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure they would either. No, I don't, which is why I've latched onto yours so much. Um, <laughs> that is seriously just the greatest thing. Yeah. How have I not heard that before? I don't know. It makes so much sense. In which way? In explaining everything wrong with me or in it a makes, like, that's no, the best no, no, way yeah. that someone should do the shopping? Oh, no, that's not the best way. <laughs> I mean, it's probably the best way, but no one should shop like that. It is very, like, American Psycho. <laughs> no one, yeah, no one should, like, maximally efficientize. I don't even care if that's not a word. They shouldn't efficientize their shopping that way. It's just, <laughs> it's just not okay that he's done that. But yeah. it's very funny and yeah. definitely include that in his eulogy. <laughs> yeah, I might have to. That's amazing. Um, quick speed round. Yeah. Favorite brand of anything? Ooh, that's hard. Uh, I'm going to have a think too. Well, the, the, in terms of, if I do it in, in, in terms of how much money I would have spent on them over the years, it's probably Apple. I probably spent t- tens of thousands of dollars on Apple gear over the years. It doesn't necessarily, okay, yeah. No, but I, I, I do have a passion and an interest and a support for them as a brand. So that's, that's probably it. Otherwise, maybe Nintendo would be the other one that I'd throw up there. That's, that's interesting. So my first thought was M&M's. M&M the rapper. The- uh, no, M&M's, just because they're kind of like funny and I like the two guys. Yeah. Well, they're not guys, they're peanuts. They've just got those great um, like comedic ads. It's just like, got, oh, they're just getting into trouble. Yeah, they've got a great sense of humour. Um, and who else? Probably... Uh, both, all of mine were going to be food. Interesting. You went, you went straight for like technology. Yeah. I wouldn't have even thought of that. Uh, um, oh, you know who... Okay. My other favorite brand, apart from M and M's, is probably Emirates. Emirates. Yeah. <laughs> Emirates. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> if so, that's the kind of thing that you say, it's like to get a free Emirates trip on like a, a talk show. You know, like <laughs> oh, I just sorry, I've been here for hours. I got here so early because of my Emirates first class flight. Just the best way to travel. And then like wink to camera and wait for them to send you the big like 
leather-clad voucher um, after your international appearance. Well, it's funny you say that, Nick, because this week's episode is actually brought to you by Emirates. Oh, my gosh. Emirates. When you want to fly, just fly, baby, fly. Yeah, they, they, I forgot how sexy their ads are as well. Really good. When you really want to fly, baby, oh. just fly. Also, they can't air that ad in the Emirates because of religious because reasons. Because of all the... <laughs> <laughs> it's too sexual. It's really <laughs> clever, like, geo-specific marketing, though. That's oh, man. And um, what's what's the um, promo code for our Deep Fort listeners when they go to book a flight from Emirates? Just type in Deep Fluff. Deep Fluff. And they get 20% off their order. Um, just yeah. mention us in the comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get you get twenty uh, percent off slippers, and two percent off uh, first class cabin. Wow, that's an yeah. incredible offer, and yeah. I look forward to taking them up on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to have a lot of hate mail this week, Nick. No, I don't think so. Um, Shall we Wait, do a quick I, segment? Yeah. Can I sneeze? Yeah. Sure. That was such a weird sounding sneeze. <clears throat> my first it's my first sneeze wow how was it for you wouldn't it be amazing if you just suddenly like if sneezing was like adolescence and you got to like age 13 and then like puberty hit and you just started to sneeze wouldn't that be just the craziest fucking scary thing to happen to your body if you didn't know like if it hadn't yeah. just happened to you for the past 20 years yeah just like hey now your face is going to tingle and then all of a sudden, all of your like eyes are <laughs> gonna close, and you're just gonna explode out of your like mouth. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> Stop doing it. <laughs> when I, I was, I had this distinct memory when I was like 13 years old, and I was at basketball training, and there was heaps of rain on the basketball roof thing in the in the in, indoor center. And I rem- distinctly remember the coach going, stopping practice and going, okay, guys, just to let you know, that's rain. And I was like, <laughs> Why are you, what are you saying that for? And he was like, oh, some people get scared and they haven't heard rain before. I was like, who the fuck what? hasn't heard of rain? What? Why? Just, at a basketball game? It was like, no, it wasn't at a basketball. It was basketball practice. But yeah, yeah. Practice in but this, like, like, you're just like, you're he just doing training. Yeah, and it was, like, really loud on the tin roof thing. And he was like, it's rain, so don't freak out. And I was like, are we... <laughs> I was like, we're not dogs. <laughs> yeah, you've um, just been, like, howling at the ceiling. And then he was like, guys, guys, calm down, calm down. But it's I think there rain. were some kids that were scared. Well, I get it because it's kind of loud. But it's not like they don't know what it is, right? Surely. I know. Just say it's rain. Or yeah. aliens. Who knows? Might be aliens, bro. Yeah. <laughs> just knocking on have you seen hereditary no and i never will why because i don't like horror movies uh, yeah. yeah i heard if you like them then it's good but i don't so i won't well that's that's a universal statement there nick shall we um, do a quick seggy why don't we just jump straight back in to some science news but mm. play the jingle yeah doggy it's that time. Time for science news. Hydrogen. Jupiter. Hoverboard. Beep, bops, and robots. 
Alright, this is a uh, this is kind of just relevant after uh, what we were talking about last week in our science news uh, segment about the old marshmallow test. Um, so, bit of a follow up. The Stanford uh, Prison. Stanford Prison experiment. Oh, man. It's this a fraud. Psychology as a form is crumbling in, in, in on itself. They're having a replication crisis in psychology. Uh, it's clear that you've already heard about this. Did you want to uh, no, give us no. a bit of a setup? No, no, just uh, All right. Well, I'll, I'll rattle through it quickly. The Stanford Prison Experiment, which is the one that supposedly uh, spoke to the truth of human nature, which was... They took um, paid participants, made them either inmates or guards in a mock prison. This is at Stanford, which was also the place that fucked up the marshmallow experiment. Um, And then soon after the experiment began, the guards started mistreating the prisoners. And they thus concluded that evil is circumstantial. And you can can make people do evil things by putting them in these particular circumstances. Um, And they suggested that like any innocent person thrown into a situation where they have power over others will start to abuse people. Um, And as it turns out, that was not replicatable. And it's been cited as like a fundamental tenet of psychology for years. And they've basically gone back through and, and done another study of it. And there's a few things they've tried to replicate it, but also they've found unpublished recordings of the original experiment where the psychologists that ran the thing kind of coached the guards to be p- cruel. And some of the guards in an um, experiment afterwards said that they were acting uh, kind of like they took like an improv exercise and they, they were doing what the researchers wanted them to do. So statistically and, um, yeah, scientifically, it's basically been debunked. I cannot believe that shit. It's Isn't kind of amazing? annoying. Yeah, I mean, it's great in terms of science, again, where it's like we've, we're fixing things that were not um, correct. But at the same time, when you think you have a compelling piece of social, you know, human understanding to know these things, and then it turns out that it's not actually accurate at all, you feel like you've gone backwards because now it's like, well, what what is our understanding of, you know, email, evil in human behavior and that stuff? Yeah, um, so uh, pretty... Yeah, so uh, no faith in psychology anymore. Well, it certainly seems like some of the uh, the scientific results that they've um, taken as gospel are not the case. But um, yeah, just thought that was interesting because we talked about marshmallow last week as well. So um, yeah, that's the first thing I thought of. Oh, I've told so many people that thing mm. about the marshmallow test. Yeah, it was fascinating. Yeah. It's crazy. So um, here's to the continued improvement of psychology. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, it's, it's great that they're yeah, yeah. Correcting I mean, it is... and recorrecting, unnerving though to think that I based a lot of my thinking and arguments to people on that on that stuff, and how interesting that that I am actually basing arguments for well, things on fact, and it's on actually what you it's actually, fact. Yeah, it's genuinely informing the way I think about the world. Mm. It's not just an experiment. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, so brief note there. But um yeah, what what do we got coming up on the old Mikey's Agenda. list? Yeah. Um well let's start off with one thing. It's kinda of not uh, just 
I can you define for me the word go? Go. Uh, travel. Is it is it a movement based thing? Well, there's so many different like there could be a noun like you have a go in a turn, um, like in a board game or something, or you you have a you know a game, um, or you can use it as a verb. You travel somewhere. You know, you, Do you is it? Or leave so everything, everything that you just said is movement based, like motion based. Like mo- go. Is well, no, having moving. a go isn't necessarily movement based. If you're talking about it, like an intellectual exercise or a, a board game or something, it's not really physical. I just thought today because uh, I saw a sign that said "Go Bulldogs" for the sports team. And I just thought, like, that's the weakest fucking thing I can ever... Like, if you think <laughs> about it... Like, yeah, just saying, like, go the team that I like. Yeah. And it's just like, go. It's like, well, that's <laughs> not really... Like, what is that? Like, go? It is strange, yeah. Well, here's the weird one. Like, this is a little bit more um, old-timey. But when they say, like, Khan. Khan the Crows. What's come, Khan? Come on. Is that it's what come, it is? It's come on. Is yeah. it really? It's a bastardization so it's of come like, on. Come on. Wow. Yeah, it's funny to break come it down. That's it. Yeah, I had come. I honestly had no no idea that's what that was. What did you think that, that it was? I just thought it was like this weird word. It was like you thought it's like basically the same thing, but it's interesting when you break down like the English language. It's like yeah. go go the thing like go like go like do do it go the bulldog do it do it. Yeah, or, achieve. But like what you said before, because when I started thinking about this, is like, is it just like move from, like do do the thing? Is it move? Yeah, it's make, like it's like a thing? cheer, isn't it? It's a weird. I wonder what the actual definition of it is in that context. Like go, like do it. Like it's so vague. <laughs> like that's what <laughs> that's what I love about. It. It's like go bulldogs. If... It's like yeah, go, for what? It'd be great if, like, this guy's like running at the goals, and they're all just like, "Go, go!" But they do, go do that. It's like, it's and like, then they like stop and they're like, "Sorry, where? Where do you?" <laughs> yeah. Sorry, just to be yeah. clear, just before I do it, which do you, should I be going forward? What exactly were you talking about? Like my physical space? Yeah. I, I what I'm like... really encouraging is for very descriptive chance. Taylor Johnson, <laughs> run towards the fifty and shoot a three pointer. Those are two different games. But you know, wow! You just added yourself as a massive. Nerd. I'm a massive sports example. nerd. I'm all like sports. Well, nerd. Taylor Johnson isn't he an actor? Taylor, yeah. No, Aaron Taylor Johnson is an actor. Oh, yeah, all right. Um, go, I get. Go to the finish. Go to the go finish to line and shoot and a get five. a three pointer. Yeah. And explain football. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, but, I, I did explain football today. Weirdly enough, to my American housemate who did not understand what it was. I love that it was in your hands. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, what was your description? <laughs> what uh, was, your, what, was it AFL or was it soccer? Uh, AFL. Yeah. Well, I didn't go into like the full depths of the rules, but I explained there was like. <laughs> you was, didn't like, go four, into the full depths of the rules. Uh, you just keep yeah, a bit I just, simple I kept for it to them, the though, did you? I kept Nick? it to yeah. the goals part. Yeah, just for Two them. teams. He yeah. was most surprised it was a round oval. And I was like, yeah. Duh. It's an oval oval. Yeah. It's not like a square oval, is it, idiot? You you said a round oval. Yeah. It's an oval oval. Yeah. So it's called an oval. Well, not always. Some what? Of those. No, always. <laughs> Definitely always. Oh, God. 
You God. just explained to him this hybrid sport. I think I, now like... that I'm saying it out loud, I think I explained him cricket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know. I went to the first time in my life the other day on Saturday to a sports event uh, where they showed the Australia versus France, France uh, soccer game. Yeah. Um, and there was like maybe like 300 people there and we were all watching the game and I don't really get into soccer, but I had, I tell you what, I had the best fucking time ever. Good uh, well, convivial well, spirits, eh? Well, but it was like, it was interesting because I went there with my brother and a couple of friends and it was, we're not really sports guys, but we like the, the primalism and the tribalism of it is. It's infectious. So infectious. Yeah. And we were, I was like, you know. Rah, yelling rah. obscenities at the French and like you know and, bringing and up also shit like, that are from my past that I've got, when there's I've like clearly an, got issues and injustice or something and oh, like yeah. everyone's like oh what oh, what are you thinking and like you French just can't dogs, help be like, like yeah. yeah anger you did yeah. really I'm so yeah what but, so, so but he dropped a, a flag jovial. he dropped a fl- he dropped a flag it's a, it's a red it's one. a jovial anger it's a red it's, flag okay and that's a bad one yeah but that's what I mean like it's it's a jovial kind of. Uh, anger like i'd like oh like i'd i'd yell like we'd yell it all out it's we'd yell, oh, yeah. if someone's if someone like if maybe like the french player like acted a little bit which is the best part of the sport like a lot of i was speaking to some old guy there and he was like oh this like their acting has just gone off the charts and i was like but you love it though yeah like it's the best it's performance and you, it's, it's yeah when it they is. act it's it up theater. it's the only reason it's still going is because it is theatre and it's hilarious and it's the best, but it's fun to yell it out. And but, well, exactly. Yeah. But just think about that for a second. What other socially acceptable time or place can humans actually yell? Like actually release like that kind of enthusiasm, energy, anger, stress. You know, when can you actually yell? Yeah, I, I the only thing I can... Yeah, I've, I've thought of a mo- maybe movies, but you don't really do that. Only with, like, cult movies or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, it, I think they used to do it with, like, um, Shakespearean plays and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but, yeah, you're right. Like, it's maybe that's the purpose is to let out this primal, you know, these primal um, feelings or Absolutely. throwbacks that we have. Yeah. And give them a good, a positive outlet rather than them manifest into um, murder you know, or horrendous shit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon that's why? Oh, Absolutely. another podcast? Another podcast, maybe? Totes. Um, um, I just wanted to. Uh, no. Okay. Got two things. Two okay. things. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to. Um, so, um, Steph, my housemate, you remember her? Oh, I do. The lovely Steph. Her, uh, her stepsister passed away on last week mm. of um, cystic fibrosis. Um, and, um, yeah, I, don't, I didn't personally ever meet her, but um, it sounds like they had a uh, – she was 25 years old. She was about Shit. to – she was planning her wedding. And she knew this was going to happen. Mm. Um, she was planning her wedding in the hope of – Getting the plan in, in the hope of getting the wedding done mm. um, uh, before um, she died, um, which didn't happen. But it sounds like they. Um, I just spoke to Steph just before, and they had a um, uh, a 
really celebratory funeral. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like everyone's uh, been in, you know, um, as good a spirits as, as they can be and talking um, positive, positively about... Celebrating uh, the life that yeah. she had. And her name was uh, Tash. Um, so I just wanted to just uh, say that. Yeah. Um, and sending uh, love to Steph as well. She was also... Um, Steph just said that she was um, cre- cremated um, the other day. So they had the funeral and um, and then they cremated her. And it was interesting when I was listening to Steph talk about it. I wonder what that does to the your perception of the, of the your memory of the person. Because um, I've always thought like, oh yeah, I would definitely want to be cremated. But then when she said it, I thought like, I mean, do, do you think it would have an effect on how you? view the the person that you um loved because i i certainly understand the reasons for cremation and i would want it for myself if i had to pick it now but then if you think like well i was with this person a week ago and i was talking and they were talking to me and now they were now they are ash like that if you think about that like Mm. um like do you think uh, obviously people must find it um uh, maybe not cathartic, but uh, th- there must be something good in that. But like, what do you think that does? It's interesting. Would you um, want to be cremated? Yeah, I think so. I mean, my general belief is that I don't exist anymore. So, I mean, I don't know whether there's, I don't know how you could do a study on this, but whether there's any suggestion that that makes the grieving process any harder or easier, um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know that it would necessarily affect my perception of it because to me it seems like the loss is well they're not alive so once like that's the bit which is the hard part to deal with and whether or not they're not alive and in but a in coffin the, or no. not alive and you know burnt and spread somewhere but in the um, early stages of that happening i mean i i i'm with you but it, i guess in the early stages of that happening i feel like it's kind of like you have to like kind of ease out of the idea that they like even after someone like officially dies their body's still there and then yeah. you know that the, the the whole you can see them as they were and then you have maybe have an open casket and stuff but yeah. then to for that to just go away hmm. completely is um is another thing entirely well, here, here's a counterpoint and i feel like unfortunately we're like we we could talk about this for a long time, and I'm not sure that I oh, we can do it next do week as well. That's fine. So podcast. I just wanted to. Yeah. But here's just a, a quick counterpoint that um, I just thought I'd throw out there. Um, so one of my friends from school, um, Miho, her um, she's Japanese. She came over as an exchange student, and now lives over here with her husband. But um, very sadly, her mum passed away um, of uh, cancer the other what last month, April, in fact. Um, and uh, the Japanese funeral process is much, much, much longer. So there was like a, a week where... Um, so she, she had been in hospital for a while and um, then came home um, in her final days. And basically, yeah, she passed away in their home. And so there was a week where 
they kept the house frigid cold and she was left there in her room and people would come and visit her and and like they had um like people from the funeral home and stuff come and like preserve her and present her a little bit um but she stayed there for probably five days or something like that and they took visitors to the house and um the family you know took care of her and would go in and you know sit with her or grieve or you know go through those processes and then there was the funeral service and then um, this was in April and I spoke to my friend maybe a week ago and she was still in Japan um, but she's from like she lives in Australia these days and I was slightly surprised by that Um, and it turns out that the final part of the Japanese funeral processes is on the 49th day after death and so they have a final service over a month and a half after the day of death. Wow. Um, and that's kind of the, that's the last part of the, that process. And then it's all like, is that the a, is that all, a, sorry, is that a religious thing? I, I don't, I'm like sure it probably did Japan? at some point, but I think it's still cultural now. Really? Yeah. Um, Cause I don't think like, I didn't get the sense that they were like Shinto or anything when I was there. Um, so I think it's more cultural, but it struck me cause I'd asked her like how she was doing and, you know, like, um, obviously death of her mother and, you know, that's very significant. And, um, she seemed remarkably at peace with it. And I wonder whether that process of spending a week there staring at the person that used to be your relative, um, and seeing that in, in its you know harsh reality and then spending a month and a half going through those processes of grieving slowly and coming to terms with it and saying everything you want to say and having another opportunity to say the things that you wanted to say at a second service or something like that whether that actually is much more beneficial to the grieving process than the kind of rip off the band-aid sort of western style of it all do you think that's what it is the western style well, I mean, it certainly feels a lot faster than that, for sure. Well, yeah, but... Mm, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe... I would actually like to... Let's let's, let's talk let's, about... We'll save this for uh, a bigger yeah, discussion. Brain check it. Yeah. But yeah, maybe for the next one, let's talk about... Uh, I also would like to... Um, I'm just going to jot this down a little bit. Um, I would, yeah, it would be nice... To t- I would like to um, talk about... Um, yeah... Like grief is interesting to me, like grief, like uh, grief, yeah. Um, and losing, like I'm not, I'm not mean in like a really morbid kind of way. I just like it would be nice, I think, to talk about what grief actually is, um, and what, um, yeah, how like we what deal with losing it. things is, and um, yeah, because yeah, yeah, how That's elephants right. deal with grief. Oh, yeah, it's all fucking fascinating. All right, well, let's let's pigeonhole that and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah okay, well, I can do a. I've got a fun fact. Let's do one. Okay. Do you want to do one? Yeah, give me the theme. All right, All right. I'm going to give you the three options. No, 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 no. Excuse me. No. Oh. I need a theme song. Oh right. right, right. Uh, can you count me in? Oh one, two, three, four. Michael's facts. Michael's facts. Facts machine, oh, here's a bonus fact. If you've got knowledge, I'll look it up. Because Michael's facts is here, here to, to stay. stay. 
That's so good. Love it. Just Thank it you. makes the most sense. That's the part about it that I like. It's all the sense. <laughs> it's, it's all the sense that it makes. Yeah. I love how it makes sense. <laughs> it's so good how it makes sense to me. Yes. All right. So I've come up with three bonus, three facts, uh-huh. and you're all you're gonna you're gonna want to know the answer to all of them, but you can only pick one. And you can't look it up after. No, no, no. I hey, I know how this game works. How does this game work according to you? I I don't look up the answers, but I pick one question that I want to know the answer to, and that's the facts that we get. No. 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 Okay, well, that's no. the way you described it, so no, that's a I've failure thought, on your part. I've thought of three great questions yep. that you've probably thought of before uh-huh. and don't know the answer to, yep, and I'm going to give you the answer. Yeah, this is the answer. Okay, yep. No, right. No, okay, okay, great. I'm glad we clarified Are you that a second time. Yes. Uh, I hate Michael's it when you facts. sound... Don't. Michael's facts. Don't do... Your cover version is shit. Um, oh, it's a do, bonus fact. Do you like how it's like... I say facts, and then I use fax machine. Yeah, it's the part like which different. makes sense. That's the part that's the most sense that fax I like. Fax machine. Yeah, because it's not the same. No, it's not. All right, so here are the three think bits of knowledge that you, you can choose one of them to know. Oh, Right. Okay, pressure. so you know how dogs tilt their head like this? <laughs> like, why uh, do they sorry, do that? Do that again. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know how they do that? Okay. Why do yep. they do that? Yep. Question one. Um, yep. Why is Hungry Jack's called Burger King in most of the world and Hungry Jack's in Australia? Mm-hmm. No, the answer and... boring. Okay. Well, then don't, just don't choose it then, Nick. Okay. <laughs> Easy. Uh, why is it called soccer instead of football in Australia and the United States? Okay, so you went for two why is it called a thing things. Yeah, well, Which they makes came, me feel like you just right really got excited the by this dove thing. And then you had to find two other questions to fill it out with. <laughs> so I'll just ask the question that you wanted me to ask, which is why do doves tilt their head like that? And we'll skip, uh, we'll skip the filler. Not necessarily. We'll skip the filler. Uh, I mean, maybe exactly that, but not necessarily. <laughs> um, yeah, well, wait, which one did you Yes, uh, the dove. Choose? Tell me the doves. Why do the doves tilt their head? I didn't say doves. I said dogs. You said dogs. You know how dogs go like... Oh, Burr? it really sounds like Burr? doves. I was honestly picturing doves. I thought you said no. doves. You know how dogs go like... Together, yeah, well, like, do- doves do that as well, don't they? They're fucking birds. They're always looking around. No, they don't do that. Okay. Dogs do that all the time. Doves, like, yeah, doves are like... Uh, yeah, doves just go... Uh, yeah. No, they don't. They, they go do. like this. Yeah, well, that's what you're doing. Oh, God, we're back. Okay, tell me about why fucking dogs tilt their head like that. Well, dogs with a G. So, basically, they're trying to... So, dogs have very good hearing, but they're not actually that good at uh, picking out where sound is coming from. Which is probably why they don't... If you take a dog to, like, a bar, it won't... Like, you can have really loud music and a dog won't freak the fuck out. Like, you'd think, like, if dogs have, like, really good hearing, they can hear things from far away. You'd think, like, holy shit, they'd freak the fuck out, but they don't. So that's because they they can hear sounds, but they, they're not actually so good at hearing where the sound is coming from. So 
and they're, and they're also very in tune. They all, they can also, um, they're very, very in tune with humans. That's how they've evolved. Um, so they can tell when you're slightly upset and, um, you have different emotional, uh, levels. And when, if you make a, so if you make a weird sound or maybe you're giving off a weird vibe or something and a dog's tilting its head like that, it's trying to work out where the sound is coming from. And that's why they do that. And it's super cute. Wow. That's a yeah. fun fact. That's pretty fun. Um, does beg the question, how many bars have you taken dogs to? And how do you know this? <laughs> I've been. Uh, I haven't taken a bar, a dog to a bar, but I have met a dog at a bar. Oh, on uh, on it's like Tinder, but it's actually called. I was really hoping you'd had something lined up there, but no. I know, so was I. But I kept <laughs> going like, in a sentence. the sentence going. On. I didn't want to disrupt the flow of the sentence. <laughs> Can we? Okay, what's dog Tinder? Um, we can do this. Sniffer? Oh, I mean, I like it, but bit. Yeah, a bit obvious. Um, no, well, I wasn't going to say obvious. I was going to say was it, thinking a, it, bit, yeah. a bit full on. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, I think woofer. Woofer. Maybe. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Or uh, uh, a rough rough? No, not no. the best. Anyway. With a hyphen, though. With a hyphen. Oh, with a hyphen. Okay, back <laughs> right. on board. I think woofer is fine. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's for dogs dating other dogs. <laughs> what, what is it? What's the effort <laughs> for humans dating dogs? <laughs> yeah. Gosh, um, so many good points to make here. But um, yeah. anyway, gosh, if you've enjoyed this kind of stuff, um, great news. 94 other episodes before this one. And, you know, good luck. Uh, you can find... Uh, They're all details. fantastic. They're all fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, com. that's where you can find them all. You can also get them on your iTunes player. Leave us a five-star rating if you do. Um, or head to facebook.com forward slash deepfort, twitter.com slash deepfort, or send your questions, comments, and just pictures of Chris Hardwick to deepfort oh, at shit. gmail.com. What's the, uh, what's the closer? Um, <laughs> got a joke? Someone got a good, good, uh, got a good joke? Oh, Oh, I've got the I've got a great joke, man. Okay, I'm ready. I've You've... got a seriously great joke. Okay, I'm glad that I asked now because we it's always good to end with like a funny one. Last week had to kind of cut short by about twenty minutes, so a bit of a underwhelming ending. So I'm really looking forward to leaving the audience Wait. just pumped and hyped. And you, it looks like you've just typed the word jokes into Google. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'll I'll give you what I remember of this joke that I heard. Wait, you're gonna Ready? half tell a joke. What the point? Just what? either either no. tell the full joke. It'd be way better if I don't remember it. Okay. okay. Can you okay, do it so direct into Nick. the microphone? Give me some good up close mic mouthing. All right. Do you want me to do it, in my reporter voice, Nick? Oh, that's the stuff. Because it's not really a reporter, is it? This is why I failed my course tonight um, on seven thirty. Do children deserve all that they get? <laughs> That's okay. I it sound, you sound like a mature woman. <laughs> you sound like Ta- Tanya Brown. Tanya Brown. Uh, 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 Tony Sales. Lee Sales. No. 
Anyway, okay, so... Mr. Prime Minister. So, you go into the bathroom, Nick, and you're Australian, right? Mm-hmm. And you come out of the bathroom, and you're Australian. Mm-hmm. But what are you while you're in the bathroom? I don't know. You're European. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. Yeah, but you said you're European. I know. I fucked it up. <laughs> so close. <laughs>